Okay, we are live. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Granny Panty Podcast, where we highlight mature women in the adult industry. I'm your host, Ruby Lynn, and thank you for being here on my brand new channel. I'm very excited uh, to get this going. So as always, I would love if you'd like, comment, share, subscribe, and it helps build my channel. I'm excited about my guest today. She's a beautiful, amazing, vivacious guest. She's been a publicist in the adult industry for 30 years and has written six books, which are all available on Amazon. Help me welcome the beautiful Lainey Spicer. Hello, Lainey. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm so <laughs> glad to have you here. It's great to be here. I'm so flattered that I get to be your first guest. I know it just it worked out perfectly. Had to juggle yes. some schedules, and um, thank you so perfectly. much. So let's start off. I would love if you could take a couple minutes, introduce yourself. I know I um, kind of highlighted your mm -hmm. years in the industry, but yeah, tell us a little bit more about what you do. Well, uh, I started in the adult industry randomly. Uh, when I was 22 years old, I had just been out of college for six months and uh, I wanted to work for any magazine. You know, that was yeah. the goal because I was a journalism major. I just wanted to get into publishing. And it yeah. so happened the publishing company that suited me the most was a porn publishing company. And yes. they put out, <laughs> I don't know if you remember these magazines, Fox and Gallery. Mm -hmm. You know, um, in fact, if this was like 1992, you would have been like Ruby, like a great girl next door of the month, you yeah. know, like you would Perfect. have sent your Polaroids in like and, and they would have picked you out of the lineup. And, you know, you'd be like because we had a lot of girl next door of the months from from Portland a lot. Nice. You know, Oregon Grants Pass, even Salem everywhere. But um, anyway, I started out there and it, it suited me. Um, I wasn't really intending to go into porn, much less be a publicist. Like that was definitely not on my radar at all. But uh, I seemed to like my personality and the way I work seemed to fit publicity much more than mm -hmm. being an editor you know, okay. which is a, a very serious crouch down job. And the people there are kind of, you know, the kind of grisly and stuff and all mm. that. So, you know, I decided like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And, you know, I can always write on the side, which I did. And, you know, I had a column in a weekly newspaper in New York for a while. Um, I wrote columns for Gallery Magazine. And then when I went on to Penthouse Magazine, I wrote a column for them. And uh, I eventually started writing uh, books. A publishing company had read a short story that I wrote. And uh, they said, would you like to do a book about threesomes? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, would you like to do a book about blowjobs? Yeah, I have a lot of experience with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I can, you know, Jewish girl with large mouth, you know. So, uh, yeah. But um, that's been it. You know, it's it's uh, it was, like I said, not what I intended at all. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, I feel Perfect. so blessed that I found this industry and I still love it. You know, you know, you have your good days and bad days, obviously. But Absolutely. by and large, I love it. And even though I have mainstream clients now as well. Um, I'm never going to probably let go of the adult clients, you know, so I have basically one foot in 
in mainstream clients and one foot in the adult industry. But that's how I like to bring them together. Perfect. You know, I like to bring the adult industry into the mainstream. I would think um, also working with the adult industry as a publicist to folks that are in the adult industry, it keeps it exciting and fast paced and every and changing every day. I know uh, for yeah. myself working in this industry, sure, what was yesterday is not today and tomorrow's going to be different than today. So I'm Absolutely. sure it keeps you hopping. It's a fast paced ass industry and it is, like I've told, you know, this, my civilian friends, you know, all of my friends that I went to graduate with, they were very ambitious people. And they went on to work at the New York Times and, you know, Rolling Stone and PBS and stuff. And here mm -hmm. I am in this tournament. But I was telling them, I was like, you would never meet such hardworking people in your life as these adult entertainers. Like they're always, even back then before social, like they were mm -hmm. always on the move with their fans and you know, fan clubs, and they were just always thinking of new things and right. all that. And, uh, you know, and you, it's one of the rare inter, you know, industries where women do reign supreme. Right. You know, I love that about it too. It's the only industry Same. where women make more money than men. That's right. That's right. Um, cool. And I'm thinking too, like pre-social media, I mean, for myself in this industry, I mean, 14 hour days are normal. I get up at, you know, 630. The minute I get up, I'm checking DMs on, on my fan site and, you know, just, it doesn't stop. But I'm thinking back yeah. before social media that that hustle was much harder because it was landline telephone. Oh, yeah. You know, we didn't Cold have email, mm -hmm. maybe the very beginning of the internet. Um, but yeah, right. basically getting on a plane and flying to these locations, meeting with people versus. Yeah, I, I used to fax like crazy, you yep. know, faxing media stuff. You know, I started out doing menial work like the first few years or so. And then my boss moved me up to uh, booking. And uh, she luckily was also from the mainstream in the advertising world. And mm -hmm. she kind of taught me how being a publicist is kind of like being in advertising to a point because right. you're selling a product. And, uh, you know, I would get, I have to get their, you know, fax numbers and, mm -hmm. you know, fax in the press releases and, and the picture and hope yep. that the radio station, you know, you fax like morning shows and afternoon drive time, you know, the two drive time shows was what you wanted. And, uh, and it was much more homegrown, you know, like I said, it was a girl next door of the month. So we'd, you know, combine it with uh, retail. So, you know, the, our company, you know, our distributor would contact all the retail places that carried gallery and mm -hmm. say, do you want the girl next door of the month, you know, to appear in your store? And they'd advertise in the newspaper <laughs> and people would show up like now, right. like, you know, you can only get that kind of movement in like at a, an exotica right. or something, but you can't get that in a regular bookstore anymore. Right. I don't think unless you're like a gigantic, I guess if Jenna Jameson was doing a signing now, like I'm sure she'd get a good crowd, you know, if she was writing again. But uh, yeah, that's what, you know, everything was much more homegrown and, you know, in a way you did work a lot harder. It was like boot camp. Right. Right. Just much more different. Mm -hmm. um, so circling back around, tell us more about the books that you have for Amazon. Um I know you've written six books, but tell yes. us how that came about. What was your research for those books? 
my research was fucking my brains out. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer. That's why I asked it. I know you dirty, dirty. On the job experience, right? You know it. You know it. Like there was always two sides of me. There was like my work side, which is very like mommy-ish. You know, well, I started out when I was so young. So at first they used to call me right. the babysitter. And now I'm called the mama bear, you know, but uh, I always, you know, was always, you know, nice at work and da, da, da. And then I had this like slutty side that nobody knew where I'd go to like, <laughs> fuck somebody at my lunch hour at penthouse, you know, I'd be I like, I'm going to a meeting. I will be back at three, you know, <laughs> and uh, all that. But yeah, but it came about that, um, you know, like I said, I never stopped writing and I would take any opportunity to write. And then, um, you know, I wrote for uh, even websites and early on, uh, okay. I wrote a column called Beauty and the Beer, which was me, like it's, that it was half sex in the city with beer, basically. Okay. You know, it was that. like that. It was fun. Uh, that was for a site called Mojo 10, but people started seeing things little by little. And then uh, somebody approached me about writing a chapter in this anthology called Naked Ambition. And it was oh. just an anthology of women, you know, whether you're a performer or work behind the scenes about mm -hmm. like, you know, you in this industry, how you feel about it, you know, all this stuff. So I wrote a chapter okay. about it and uh, it, it caught someone's attention and this uh, company called Quiver approached mm -hmm. me and, and it started with the threesomes book. <clears throat> Now, you know, I will admit, like, although I had them, you know, I wouldn't say I was an expert on it. I was an expert about what to do, not to do, you know, uh, that's what I was, you know. And so I decided to make the book not just sexy, but mm -hmm. to also, you know, tell men and women like, you know, this is don't, this is how you avoid drama, you know, right. with your threesome, you know, because it's like. It's, it's all great to talk about it and get all excited, but doing it okay. is a different story, you know? So I, you know, interviewed a lot of people for mm -hmm. the book and, uh, you know, people who enjoyed threesomes a lot, people who, you know, um, said, you know, uh, I, I prefer to use a professional when I'm doing a threesome, right. you know, right. some people said I prefer a friend. And so, you know, but mine was basically, I told my stories and, uh, only one of them was really good. It was like about me and uh, two guys, like this guy I used to booty call with had this hot uh, roommate and he brought him over for my birthday and stuff. That was nice. cool. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. But, uh, you know, the other ones I did, like, you know, I was stupid. I didn't understand like, oh, I can't make out with your husband while you go take a leak. Right, you know, right. Um, she came back from the bathroom and she's like really angry, you know, because mm -hmm. we started up without her and, you know, and she was right, you know, but her husband also should have said like, we have rules, you know, right. down, you know, we have to wait and, and stuff. So, you know, and I had been to enough swinger parties as well mm -hmm. uh, for Penthouse. We did uh, hosted swing parties for the Penthouse Forum and yes. I started learning also the rules there as well you know, about, you know, everyone's having a good time, but you know, you have to be respectful. And right. So right. ironically, that book, which was my first book is getting more uh, sales than any of my other books that I have, like, as you know, you go along, mm -hmm. you get, you know, yeah. a little, like, they offer you a cut 
of the book sales and stuff is but the first book you just get like your flat fee and that's it and the first book has been translated into like all these languages it's all that's over amazing. yeah it's in france and i'm like god damn it that's the one book i could have made money on and it's like that's right I yeah. think back to my first threesome uh, experience, and I actually prefer threesomes. My partner and I, when I met him, uh, I was dating him for about a month. And part of my checklist for my next guy, I had, you know, kept picking these same bad, bad relationships. But so I said to him one night, hey, how do you feel about a threesome? And he's like, oh, I always wanted two women at once. I said, no, 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 no. I'm talking about an MMF. And yeah. Like, hey, I'll try anything once. And so Ooh. as we progressed in our swinging, uh, you know, ventures, we tried foursomes, you know, other couples. And it ended up that we liked threesomes the best. best and there was a reason why. If we had a second female, it was all about him. If right. we have a second male, it's all about me. Yeah. And uh, the dynamics of two couples coming together was, it just never worked for us. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can understand that. My my husband and I get approached sometimes, you know, uh, to do that, not even at swing parties, like, you know, at a bar here and there and right. stuff. And we went to this uh, costume party uh, for Halloween at uh, this club out in Asbury Park and uh, the, this couple who was significantly younger than us as well. Uh, she, the woman got very aggressive with me at first. She was really nice, like, and stuff. And then, you know, she's like saying, you know, do you and your husband play and all this stuff. And I, I, I checked out her husband and he was good looking, you know, he was, he was definitely my, he was a type of mine, but she, uh, she was getting very aggressive with me. So it started scaring me off a little bit. I don't yeah. like people coming at me like that. Yeah. You know, I prefer to be the aggressor always, even with men, I prefer to be the aggressor and be in control. I don't like it when someone's like right off the bat, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Right off the bat, you already have your hand on my ass and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, you know, but my husband at the end of the day, he didn't, he didn't want to do it anyway. <laughs> he thought the girl was hot too. And she was, she was, they were both good looking. And like I said, you know, definitely significantly younger than us, but you know, couples, sometimes you meet these kooky couples and like they have yes. their weird agenda and, or whatever their weird dynamic and stuff, <laughs> you know, um, when I've been with a couple, when I've been single, it's, it, that's when it's kind of failed with the man woman couple, because they do have this weird yeah. agenda sometimes or sure. they're playing this game and you're like a pawn in, in the yes. middle of the game, so to speak. It's not just sex sometimes, unfortunately, you know, as right. sex is not always just sex. No. And it, you know, it's a huge emotional thing. I, I think back, we've been in this industry or been in the lifestyle probably 14 years now. And um, in the beginning, just the I call it the pillow talk afterwards and, mm -hmm. you know, analyzing for hours and days and weeks. And so, I mean, at this point in time, I'm too busy. Uh, yeah. I don't really have time to be swinging. And I'm, then I'm kind of like, well, we're filming it and I'm going to make money off of it if we are. Yeah. So oh my God. That's so different. You know, if that it was the case so with me, I'd be like, come on. <laughs> it is. No, it would too. 
Tell me currently with your business about, um, I know you're a publicist. You're my publicist. Yes, I am. I'm excited about. Yes. And I found you through Romy Chase, who I yes. adore and have done some oh, collaborations with. But tell me about your business now, about how many clients do you um, have? And then maybe what's a typical day for you or how, how do you get started um, if you okay. take on a new client? Um, I usually like to keep a number of how many clients because I do everything myself by choice. I've had mm-hmm. assistance and uh, I just prefer doing it myself. Um, I just, you know, so it almost is more work sometimes for me to have somebody working for me than mm-hmm. all that. But um, I, so I never, I never go beyond 15, you okay. know, that's, that's a lot for one person, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I usually have about 15 to 16 people. Um, and that's including, you know, adult stars, you know, I, I uh, rep a podcast, I rep a, a news talk show, uh, mm-hmm. I rep comedians, and I rep a judge out in Los Angeles. So, you know, I've repped Roger Stone here and there. So, uh, you know, a typical day is, you know, I, I'm like you, um, you know, sometimes I get up to take a leak at three o'clock in the morning, and I look at that phone, and I know I shouldn't. What? But I, I can't help myself, and sometimes right. I'll answer. Nothing bad happens, but I can't help but like suddenly sit on the toilet and answer, you know, something at four a.m. I mean, it's uh, being a publicist is like you're constantly in communicado, right? And and you have to be the kind of person that likes that, you know, mm-hmm. that likes to be, you know, you have to be a people person and like people. But you know, I I do my day very old fashioned. You know, I get up. And, you know, after my caffeine routine and all that, and I grab my notebook and I write all each client's name every day. And then I write what we're doing with each one, what I have to do or, you know, what's coming up, you know, media tours. But I, I have like notebooks with my chicken scrawl here and then my doodling. I do. I I resemble that remark. And uh, I don't know why, but I like it that way. I don't know why. I just do. I just do. I have, and I won't get rid of the notebooks either because I don't want anyone reading my mind or my words or whatever. I have like stacks of old notebooks like that, you know, with ideas. And but that's how I keep track of everybody, you know. And um, you know, I just I have to keep on top of what each person's doing, and then also. Think of things to do, you know, you, you're a part of you as a publicist is like, you know, what are we going to sell this week? Mm-hmm. You know, how are we going to sell it? What's coming up for this client? Uh, you know, like Romy, Romy's got a song out, you know, yes. so we're promoting that, Amazing. you know, so uh, Romy has, you know, a, a sex doll. So, you know, we're yes. promoting, you know, so, you know, uh, Ruby has a new podcast. So we're promoting that, you know, like all that stuff. Ruby is you know, you still, your, your backstory, you know, and right. you have to, you have to like, it's almost, like I said, it is almost like being in advertising, you know, like when Don Draper, I don't know if you ever watched Mad Men and he would like, you know, paint this story and this picture yeah. and all that. I basically do that, but with emails and texts and stuff. And then also part of your job is to constantly follow up with people, you know, it's like, and that's it. You know, when I worked at Penthouse, I used to call myself the Penthouse Pest. So, and, and people loved it. No, because that way it diffuses 
Like, you know, I don't mind if you didn't answer my question. I'm just going to keep asking you until you answer it. That's all. And they're like, and I eventually wear people down and get what I want. You know, I'll wear you down. I have no problem. You know, (laughs) and, you know, and you got to be a cheerleader for your clients and you have to, um, what's great about working on my own now is Mm -hmm. I get to choose who I work for. You know, I don't necessarily just take people for the money. Um, I, I, sometimes I know right off the bat, it's not going to work, you know, uh, and I'll say very nicely, like, you're really great, but you know, I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm the one for you, but luck and all this stuff. But, um, you know, at penthouse, I just, and, and gallery, you know, you just, you were handed, this is what you're doing and that's it. And when you've told, you know, someone like this girl is like out of her freaking mind. Like, I'm warning you, we can't, you know, this is a bad yeah. idea. And of course, they didn't listen to me most of the time. And then, no. you know, the, the, the penthouse pet and I talk about would have like a meltdown and like Opie and Anthony and people still talk about these things, by the way. Everyone remembers the shitty things, not the good things. Right. <laughs> Well, that kind of rolls me into my next question is what is um, a time or give me a situation where things didn't go as planned and something that sticks out in your mind and and what happened? Oh, wow. There are a few. There are a few. Um Usually when things didn't go as planned, it's because somebody, you know, the person in question is not mentally there. You know what I mean? There's there's either a boyfriend problem or a drug problem or just an emotional problem for sure. So um, when I was talking about this, this penthouse pet, uh, you know, um, we used to do these uh, penthouse pet uh, pageants with the Howard Stern show, like take the five and they do all the stuff and one of these girls did it she didn't win and i noticed in the green room she started crying and i was like honey you know this is all bullshit right you were on howard stern that's the point of doing this like it doesn't determine whether she's like i just wanted to win i'm like okay you know fine she she goes i'm fine i just give me a moment i said okay and then like you know later that night we're all at the penthouse club for dinner and starts crying again you know, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, so we had our week and I wrote to uh, the head of pet productions there. I said, listen, um, I, I want to give you a valuation and I have to tell you like this, I'll, I'll this, let's call her Mary Jane. Like Mary Jane mm-hmm. is, uh, I, I suspect like she's beautiful and she did good work, but she cried like two times in like the span of two days or one day and that my antenna is up. You know, yeah. I don't think she can handle the pressure of being a pet of the year or runner up. Mm-hmm. It's tons of travel. You know, you're on your own a lot. You know, you have to be. And she's like, I worked with her and it was fine. And I said, well, that's because that's her comfort zone with a lot of girls right. being on set is their comfort zone. It's right. totally different for them to be on set than to fly out to New York and do a bunch mm-hmm. of media. You know, even if I'm with them, you know, it's it's very scary for some of the people. And, you know, I understand that and I try to relax. You know, I've had girls who got so scared just in airports, you yeah. know, who didn't want to hail a cab. Like one time I had a girl that um, 
she her flight got in later than the other girls to okay. New York and she called me when she landed and I said, Okay, I said, Well, we're all here. So I said, Um, I want you to go on that taxi line and you know, right. get a cab here, give me the, you know, receipt, you know, I'll give you petty cash. And she didn't want, refuse, she was too scared to oh. raid to get a cab, you know, so I yeah. had to go out there and pick her up oh. and, you know, she was like in a field position, you know, oh, sitting yeah. there. It was, you know, but this girl that I warned her about, like, so she, of course, gets pet of the year runner up. And uh, I have a ton of stuff booked this week. That week of this magazine it was a pet of the year in, in New York. And uh, I booked them, you know, I booked her on Howard Stern, went well, you know, I booked on Opie and Anthony, which is also was one of the top shows, you know, okay. at the time, a warning show. So I'm in the green room. A lot of times I'm in the green room just shooting the shit with the producers. They all know me and everything. And all of a sudden, the main producer rushes in. It's like, Lainey, we have a situation. And I was <laughs> we like, have a what? situation. <laughs> like, why? Why? And it's like, it's that girl. And she's like crying because they showed her other. She was a porn star. You know, by this yeah. point, a lot of pets were porn stars. And mm -hmm. they showed some of her porn on, you know, the screen. And it upset her a lot. And, you know, instead of owning it, right. you know she just like fell to pieces and and it's all live and i had to just come and get her and i had to talk her down in the green room and she wouldn't stop crying and i had no oh. idea that they had a secret camera on me oh, so it was all word. there of me talking personal to her like oh. honey what's wrong you know you seem like is this not for you like because you oh. know this is another meltdown you know we need to talk about this and you know and we have a, and, and we had an autograph signing literally an hour later that she had to be at oh. you know so i had to like I, I i take her i you know sort of put my arm around her to shield her and because it was also in front of a live audience and on the air, you know, there were bleachers with fans. And as we're leaving, everyone goes, boo, boo. Oh, boo. no. Yeah, it's all on YouTube, by the way. You can oh. still. <laughs> and, oh. and, and, you know, no, I didn't think that was going to happen at all, you know. So and then we had an autograph signing. And I she did it because I had to just placate her and just like calm yeah. her down, you know, calm her down and, and tell her like those people, fuck them and blah, blah, Ugh. blah, and, you know? So that's when it gets like, that's exhausting, you know, more that's than the, the mama bear Laney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's is, especially when someone's crying, but you know, you're not really sure why either. Right. You know what I mean? You don't know their backstory. Oh God, uh, I'm a crier. I should have warned you. Are you? <laughs> I cry now. Oh, when I'm beaten down. Yeah, yeah. It's weird as you get older. Like I don't know if it's the hormones and stuff, but uh, yeah. there've been once or twice out of nowhere that I all of a sudden was like, I had to hold back tears. <laughs> Does that happen yeah. to you now? I just I've noticed like with I don't know hormonal change like out of nowhere. Like my husband be like, oh my God, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, leave me alone. Just nothing, nothing. I've always been a crier and, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm kind of a hard ass too, which is funny You're because. You're totally a hard ass. I'm like, you know, I'm very blunt to the point. I can yeah. take criticism, but you know, it's the things where I cry, like losing these awards. 
You know, yeah. we've been nominated for several sure. awards over the last two years. And every time we lose, I shed a tear. Sure. It's like, what's wrong with me? Any, anyone would understand that. Anyone would understand that. Uh, you know, I, I did get a little teary recently because the podcast that I uh, rep, um, the company, uh, mm-hmm. the owner that I also rep, he took the whole staff to Jamaica, you ah. know, as a treat, and I wasn't invited. Ah. And and I, I I did not think it would bother me, you know, mm-hmm. especially at this age, you know. Right, the, right. But, you know, everyone there is like tons younger than me. And, you know, I don't work full time for the company. You know, I just, right. you know, I just <laughs> work for like one show and one person and stuff. But uh, it did bother me that I wasn't even asked, you know, it was like, you know, felt left out and stuff. But, you know, so it's weird. It's like, it's weird to be a hard ass and a sensitive person at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> It is. I, it is. It is. That's what keeps us interesting, though. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um. So, Lainey, tell me, what would you tell your twenty-year-old self, knowing oh, what wow. you know now? What would you tell your twenty-year-old wow. self? Oh my God! I would have said so much. I would have told my my twenty-year-old self that you're much better than you think you are. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to settle for these things. You could do better, you know, m- mainly like you can do better. You know, you don't have to right. stay in a relationship because you're scared, right. to, you know, go out of it. You know, I, I would definitely my 20 year old self like want better self-esteem, you know, yeah. and and to be more fearless. You yeah. know, um, that's definitely what I would say. And and I would tell my 20 year old self, please. You're going to get credit cards soon. Please, please don't put yourself in debt. Like, please spend wisely. You don't need all those clothes. You don't need to go on your lunch hour on a shopping spree every day and then uh, have to consolidate your credit. Yeah, I hear you that. Yeah, I um, I was so much more insecure when I was 20, which is weird because you know, I was young and pretty and, you know, I, I was smart and all that, but I didn't feel any of those things at all. You know, I was so insecure and, uh, you know, um, I had a, a, a already a, a serious boyfriend when I was 20, who was 32 mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, he was a wonderful person, but I should have gotten out of it earlier because I had outgrown right. him, you know, and it's always been hard for me to like, I'd, be, I'd rather be dumped any day than be the dumper i'm sure most people are like oh i broke it up and I'm like i like saying like i got dumped eh, you know like it's it puts no pressure on me you know i don't have right, to like, right? I, I, i'd rather do that than you know so what i used to do is just make myself so impossible to live with <laughs> dump me. i'm gonna be unlovable <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna be a diva all the time and I'm gonna like, you know, fall asleep on the couch and not go to bed and all the, you know, whatever's but uh but I would definitely tell my twenty year old stuff that like, you know, don't be so insecure, you know, you're right. just as good as any of those other girls and you know, embrace who you are and go for it. I love that. And I think too, because you and I are only a couple years yeah. um difference. Yay for fifty years. And happy birthday coming up. Thank you. Yes, the 50s, the fabulous 50s. 
I, the fifties have been the best years of my whole life. I did love age 40. I was divorced and, uh, really living it up as you might say, mm -hmm. men were easy come yeah. easy go. But, um, something too, for us, because it's the era that we were raised in too, I think yeah. too. Um, I know me personally, my mom did not really, um, coach me on being, you know, more assertive and knowing my value and, you know, that kind of thing. It was just different. I know for me. So yeah, yeah. I don't my think, 20 year old uh, self wasn't very smart. Yeah. I don't think uh, women were raised that way. I mean, my mom definitely <laughs> always thought I could do better with everything, but uh, she was so harsh about it that mm -hmm. it didn't lift up my self-esteem. You know, she was like, yeah. what are you, stupid? You know, uh, what you, why you, what's wrong with you? You know, like, what are you doing with that guy? You know, if she'd have been like, hey, you know what? You're wonderful. And I'm telling you this because you don't need, you know. So sometimes when I yeah. have younger girls, you know, I've had girls I've rep that are young as 18, you know. And mm -hmm. sometimes you are in that position of wanting to raise them up and, Right. Tell them like, you know, you don't need to stay in that relationship. Fuck him. Like, don't be afraid to be alone. Like, right. you know, enjoy yourself. Like, cause this is as young as you're ever going to be again. You know, you're never going to look this way again. You're never going to, you know, so enjoy it yep. all. Um, you know, I wish that my mom had been just a little softer, I'd say, mm -hmm. but you know, my mom was from Morocco and you know, women aren't treated very well there. And, um, you know, she had me at age 40. So, you know, uh, my mom was born in 1929. So her outlook wow. of life was very different. Yes. And she was basically like men are shit. And uh, even though she's in a very happy marriage, you know, but she'd say like men are shit, don't trust any of them. And I said, not even dad. And she's like, I don't trust him. She's like, I don't trust any man. Don't trust yeah. him. She's like, don't, don't ever trust a man. And uh, one time, when I was, I had a breakup with that guy that I'd been with from like 20 to 26 and I was on the phone crying and crying. And my dad uh, got on the phone and he was like, Laney, listen, 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 stop crying. Stop crying. I know your feelings are hurt. That's why you're crying. Your feelings are hurt. But let me tell you something. I saw that guy. He's a nice guy, but you know what? He's a roamer and he roamed with you for a while and now he's going to roam with somebody else. And that's the way the guy is. You're taking it too personally. And, right. you know, so just, you know, get over it and don't take it personally and just move on. And then he passed the phone back to my mother and she's listening to this. And she was so horrified that that's how my dad felt was so like, you know laid back about big breakups and stuff. I think it hit home and she said, I'm sorry, Lainey, what can I say? They're not like us. Yeah. I mean, men. She's like, they're just not like us. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What would you change for your 20 year old self? What would I, oh gosh, you know, <clears throat> what would you tell your 20 year old self? My 20 year old self had been married for a year. Um, wow. so I left, I left home uh, as soon as I graduated high school. Um, I, was an only child and of course met a guy who was 25 years older than myself. So we have some similarities mm, in our 20 yeah. year old self. And I did that to get out of the small logging town I was raised in and sure. I wanted more opportunity. And so I think the same thing, my 20 year old self, I would have said, 
Um, you can do things on your own. You don't need, a, you know, this scapegoat, I guess, to get you out of there. Um, yeah. Although I still appreciate um, that first mistake marriage because it got me to the area where I live now in Portland and, you know, just lots of things and, and more opportunity. But yeah, definitely self-esteem. And for my daughter, that's one thing I, I wanted to break the cycle of, yeah. um, of, you know, abusive, uh, wives, girlfriend, men things. So I always am encouraging my daughter who's in her late twenties now to, you know, be her own thing. And you know what? Mistakes aren't mistakes. I mean, one door closes, you just back up and let's take a different path. Yeah. And no matter what you do, I'm going to support you. So those are things I didn't have, oh, when I was younger, nice. which is what caused me to kind of escape my right. life and get out of small town America. But yeah, I did okay. basically the same. <laughs> yeah. You, you and I have a lot of, and I think it's why yes. we connected so well in the For beginning. Sure. Besides the fact For that sure. we're hot redheads. Yes, and, that's true. So tell me, um, kind of in closing, do you have any big upcoming projects? Um, are you travel? What's, what's 2023 going to look for, like for you? Uh, you know, 2023 is going to be, uh, you know, we got a lot of, of course, January is AVN time. So that's like the you know, awards season is busy, busy, busy. Um, whether I go or not, it's a time where, you know, it's a lot of media bookings and uh, right. autograph signings and all that stuff, you know, so that's, you know, going to take up a shitload of time. And um, then, you know, I have some new clients coming up uh, that I'm excited to work with um, that you'll see, you know, everyone can see it on my social media, which is yes. miscellany. Uh, but I have some new clients coming up that are not in adult industry, some more comedians and uh, mm -hmm. there's going to be a recording artist or two there, wow. uh, for music. Um, there's actually a football player approached me, uh, awesome. a, a big college pro player, uh, approached me. And I thought he was just some like idiot, you know what I mean? And I was, you know, you get like these DMS, like, duh, 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 and you're like, you know, whatever. Uh, but I looked at his stuff and I was like, no, he's got the blue check mark and he's legit. Wow. I said, what do you, you know, so we're going to start up soon as well. And that's going to be right. really interesting and excited about that. And I've also started doing a little coaching here and there for couples. Um, I've been, uh, because of all my books are mm -hmm. geared towards couples and vanilla, more vanilla couples, you know, mm -hmm. couples that are curious and stuff. Um, you know, I've been, uh, coaching them about, you know, getting into like curious about threesomes, getting curious right. about, you know, uh, fetish, getting curious about BDSM and talking to the couples about it. And, you know, and uh, it's been fun so far. I've only done it like four times in the uh, last six months, but um, I really enjoyed it again. You know, I love, you know, chatting. I love, so, <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. exciting. It is exciting. It's going to be fun. But, you know, we've got a lot of big what? things in store for you, Missy Miss. I can't well. wait. I'm excited. Well, yeah. yeah. Yes, I will be a lot AVN, of big so I, that yeah. will be my first AVN. I'm super excited it's about be great. that. Yes, um, you're going to love it. I'm excited about working with you. So, yes, yes uh, recap, where can people find you if they are interested in your services or... What I would say just uh, just go on my Twitter or my Instagram, and that's 
M-I-S-S-L-A-I-N-I-E. And, uh, you know, you can just shoot me a DM and uh, let me know what your interests are and stuff like that. Um, and uh, also, if you want to read any of my books or just you want to see them on Amazon to see that I'm not bullshitting you, uh, just or write a bad comment. I have some horrible comments on all my books. So please join. Join in the... Oh. the yeah, it's the like trolls. Some, it's the trolls. Someone wrote on my threesomes book. I wish you could. She could have been more specific. Like, where should I put my hands? Oh no! I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Like, wow, you need someone to tell you. Oh. Then this threesome's not for you. And you know, That's right. whatever. But anyway, That's right. uh, you can go on Amazon and punch in my name, Lainey Spicer. That's S P E I S E R. And, um, you know, check out my books. I, I have a lot of great books for couples that are interested in uh, trying something new and exciting. And I also have this great book called The um, Confessions of the Hottest 100 Porn Stars. Oh, and I, I love it. I wrote that 10 years ago. And uh, it was, at the time, the hottest porn stars and their real-life sex lives. Nice. You know, their sex lives, you know, they're not you know, in front of the camera, what they mm -hmm. really like to do. And uh, I'd love to do another one of that. You know, I yeah. would love to do another sure. one. That was fun. Well, thank you so much. I will also link your Amazon bookstore and your socials um, below here on the podcast. But I just want to thank you so much for well, thank you, honey. coming on, being my first guest. And I'm excited to, to work with you in 2023. Yes, we are. <laughs> Thank you, Lainey, so much. <laughs>